0: Good morning, everyone. How are we doing? Okay? My name's Paul. I'm one of the pastors here at King's. Um, It's my privilege I'll be speaking for about 20 minutes. Um, I can't speak for any longer than 20 minutes because the children are going to come in, and then everything will stop anyway. So... uh just before I dive in, what I want to do is I want to explain um, a little bit about baptism. I want to explain about what's going to be going on in a few moments' time. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. And then I just want to speak out of one um, particular verse um, that God has been challenging me out of um, during this week. But before I do that, I just want to, I want to read out a story of someone who got healed um, in, in, on last Sunday in the evening meetings. Do you like to hear that? Yeah? Go for that. Brilliant. So, there's a little bit to it. At Joe and Janelle's wedding in July, and by the way, I don't think the fact it's Joe and Janelle's wedding has any relevance particularly to the story, but at Joe and Janelle's wedding in July, I was bitten several times by a tick during the picnic. <laughs> I didn't realise, I didn't realise what, what it was that had bitten me um, and made me bleed at that time. But the next day I became really ill and got worse over the next few weeks with unusual rashes and fever and nausea. I went to the doctors in the end and they said it was a reaction to the tick bites and I had antibiotics for a week. The rash went, but I ended up um, having a different rash and was very tired all the time and in a lot of pain in my joints near to the bites. I've had several blood tests and antibiotics since, as the doctors said that it appeared to be Lyme disease. When I was prayed for last week, I felt such a peace from God and an inner warmth. I wasn't sure what he had healed at that time, as I I had quite a few health difficulties at the moment, but I knew God was at work. It was the next day that the pain started to ease, and yesterday I went pain started to ease and yesterday i wanted to get i went to get test results and they were negative for Lyme disease the doctor was really surprised i haven't had any pain in my joints or rashes since praise god i now have more faith than ever before that he will heal the rest now this morning what we are singing about and what i'm talking about And what is being demonstrated by the people being baptised is that Jesus is not dead, but he is alive. That he has risen from the dead, that he is victorious. That he's victorious over sin, he's victorious over death, and he's victorious over sickness. And what I'd like to do is I'll take a little bit of a gamble, but I'm taking a bit of a guess there are people here today that are sick. That you're not quite 100% in your own bodies, you know? Whether that is physical, whether that is emotional, you've got something wrong. If you have, can I just ask you, if if, if you're visiting, you may not feel really bold to do it, but can I ask you just to put your hand up slightly where you are in your seat. If you're not 100% well at the moment, or if you want and it's appropriate, you can put your hand on the particular ailment. So if it's a headache on your head or if it's your knee, put it on your knee. And I'm just going to pray for you that God comes in his healing power right now. I know some of you don't know where, where to put your hands. There's so many things wrong with you. So, uh, Lord, I thank you that you are in the business of healing people today. Lord, I thank you. You are a supernatural God and you like to do supernatural things. Lord, I thank you that over the last six weeks or so, we have seen seven people healed in some way or another that we know of. So I thank you. You are alive and doing things right now. I ask you that you would come in your healing power right now and start bringing relief to our ailments, whatever they may be. Lord, to physical aches and pains, to long-term sicknesses, we speak in Jesus' name and say, be healed. We speak to the sickness and we say, be gone. I pray particularly for those with arthritis and problems with their bones. I ask you for your healing power, Lord Jesus, to be released on them right now. And I pray even as I speak and we watch people be baptised in a few moments time, I ask you, Lord, we will notice pain subsiding, movement returning, your grace and peace invading in a fresh way. We ask for that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you experience God easing your pains or um, working in you, could you come and let me know at the end? It's just really encouraging to hear what God is doing um, in people's lives. So let me explain a little bit about what's going to be going on in this this pool of water um, in a few moments' time. So in about 20 minutes, we're going to see people baptised. The word baptised in the original means to submerge, to dip, to immerse, to plunge into water. And that's what we're going to see happen. We're going to see these six people, one at a time, getting into the baptism pool. And they're going to go right under the water. And then we're going to bring them up again. Well, that's the plan anyway. We do it because that's what the Bible teaches that the church should do to those who have made a believable profession of faith in Jesus Christ. It isn't, as Steve said, that baptism makes us Christians, but it's a picture of what has already happened to those who are being baptised. You see, as they go under the water, it's as though it's, it's a picture of the fact that their old life has died. When they put their trust in Jesus Christ, when they said, I am now following you, Jesus, and they put their faith in Jesus and the gospel, the good news about him, Something within them actually died. The old person in them died and that's what's illustrated as they go under the water. Just as Jesus died on the cross and was buried, that's what's happened as they go down under the water. But then as they come up out of the water, it is a picture that Jesus Christ is not in the grave today, but he has risen from the dead and they are included in that life. And they have been risen to a newness of life in him, to live a different way because of what Jesus Christ has done for them. As I said, baptism is not necessary for salvation, but it is the first step of obedience in following Christ. The Bible is very, very clear about it. You'll also notice that it's people of different ages and backgrounds. You'll see some real youngsters in there. You'll see some who are slightly maturer in age as well actually still very young. The age isn't important. It's the fact that it's their personal decision to be baptised. So it isn't mum and dad who've made them do it. It's not someone else that said that they, they have to do it. It's a personal decision in response to their trust in Jesus. Jesus gave, back, gave us baptism to encourage and strengthen our faith. And there is a blessing that comes with obedience. So nearly as they respond in obedience to what it teaches in the Bible, there is a blessing that comes on each of the people being baptised today. There is a joy in public confession. I mean, it's a bit scary. I'm sure some of you are a bit nervous about it. But actually, even as you come and you stand in front of the whole church a little bit later, there is a joy in that as you make a stand in following him. And there's a reassurance that we receive as well. This physical picture of what happens gives us reassurance of knowing what has happened spiritually for us as followers of Jesus Christ. And it's also also a sign of entrance into the church. This isn't just an individual thing about, about me and Jesus. It's actually something we celebrate as a family. That's why we do it publicly. That's why... I know for some of you, you'd rather be the only one here in the room, but actually it's a family event. And we together are family, and so it's so good that we get to celebrate that together. Now, I just want to briefly um, uh, talk about, or oh, what shall I do? Which are the two things? I want to talk about three things that are true for us, who are the church. I want to talk about three things that are true for us, if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. And it's three C's. So if you're taking notes or if you're going to try and remember what I'm saying, three C's that you need to remember. And the three C's are this, that we are a called, we are a commissioned and we are community. The first thing is this, we are called. It says in Romans 1 verse 7, so Romans is a book of the Bible. It says this, to all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. To all those in Rome who are loved by God and called to be saints. If we have a trust in Jesus Christ, it's not because we're a bit more religious than the person next to us. It's not that we are better people than our neighbours it's not that we're more intellectual or we just like religious books the reason that we are Christians is because God in his infinite mercy called us to follow him says in the Bible that before the world was formed he knew us and he picked us out and then at just the right time When we were still powerless, when we were far from him, he called us to be his very own. Now, this is incredibly good news. I'll tell you why. Because it does not rely on my effort. It does not rely on my past. It does not rely on my history. It does not rely if I earned enough brownie points. It is all of the grace of God. It's all of his mercy that I can know God. And it's brilliant because you can't have a past so bad that you disqualify yourself from God. You can't do things so bad that he will not pick you because it isn't on the basis of my performance. The reason, reason I'm a Christian isn't, isn't because I chose him, but it's because he pre-chose me and called me to be his very own. And following Jesus is open to everyone. Different nationalities, different backgrounds, different intellectual abilities, it does not matter because it's dependent upon him. And for us sat here today who know Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, it comes and brings such security and affirmation to know it never has depended upon my effort. And it never will depend on my effort. It is all of free grace. And what I love in this verse, 1 verse 7 of Romans, is it says that we are called, but it says just as a little phrase just before it, which is equally absolutely astounding. It says this, that we are loved by God. Now I'm taking your silence here. As the fact that this is obviously very deep and profound and you're just processing it, rather than you're asleep. Yeah, can I take the first one? Is that all right? I'll assume that is the case. Excellent. We we are loved by God. This This wasn't some cold transaction. God didn't wake up one day and think, oh, I better save Samuel and Barbara, you know. Don't really want to, but hey, I'd I, I better call them to my own. It says in the Bible countless times that God called Samuel and Barbara to be his very own because he loved them. And he doesn't love them because they're better than the rest of us. He just loves them. He has. And it is true for you being baptised today. God loves you and he called you to be his very own. Melanie, that is true for you. He loves you and he's called you to be his very own. You are precious to him. We are called, we are loved and we are saints. I don't know, again, for some of you, you know this stuff, but I just want to reinforce it. You know, you're not just a forgiven sinner. But you have been raised to life and the very life of Jesus now lives within you. And you are now a saint. You might have thought that saints only appeared on stained glass windows and you had to be a really, really, really good Christian to be a saint. That's rubbish. That's not true. The moment you are born again, the moment you become a Christian, you are a saint. That means you are a holy one. That you have been set apart for God. That you have, as it were, new God DNA put within you. You have been born again. You've got a fresh start. And this is wonderful news. You're loved by him. You're called. You are a saint. It is a phenomenal start we have been given in following Jesus. It is absolutely incredible. We are a called people. Second thing. The second C is you are also a commissioned people. It says in Matthew 28, And Jesus said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. What are we to do? Baptising them in the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. We are a commissioned people. You guys being baptised today, you are commissioned. That means you've been given a fresh purpose as you follow God. To be commissioned means to be entrusted with authority to do something for God. And Jesus, the one with all authority in heaven and on earth, comes and says, go and do this for me. We have been entrusted. We have been commissioned. I had a look just to, um, uh, that that word commissioned for me has sort of um, military connotations. And uh, as, as I was reading up about it, I, I realised there are three different ways you can join the army. You can join the army as a conscript, in a sense you don't get any choice in it. There's a time of war and, and people just have to join up, they get conscripted into the army and if you don't join up, hey, you're in real trouble. So that's one way, that, that's, that's, that's not how it is for us. The second way is you are enlisted. So it's a bit better than the first way. You've chosen to join up, but you don't really have a lot of authority. You're sort of rank and file infantry, and you you do what you're told to do. But the last way is as a commissioned officer. That means you are qualified and given authority to lead and to make a difference. And for you being baptised, for us who follow Jesus, that is much closer... To what has happened to us. We are commissioned by God to make a difference. We have authority to make a difference in our everyday situations. To bring God's grace. To bring his rule and reign. To bring his change into situations and circumstances. We have been commissioned to bring deliverance and salvation. To bring righteousness and justice. To bring peace. To bring joy. Anyone look happy? Yeah, okay, it's a bit... Well done, Iris. You're, you're filled up on the joy bit. To bring God's presence. To bring healing. To bring comfort. That's what we've been commissioned to do. That is purpose we have been given as we follow him. And as a church, we are uniquely positioned to make a difference for God in our circumstances. As a church, we have been commissioned, entrusted with authority to make disciples. Both those on our doorsteps and those further away. This gives us purpose and it gives us confidence. And lastly, we're a community. Janae, could you just bring the table up with my building blocks? Do you like it? Do you like my building blocks there? Cool. The whole lot. I don't want you to drop it, Janelle. I'm going to be really upset if you drop it. Right, right up, right up, and just over here. But don't drop it. Do you like it? Thanks, Janelle. Now, for any of you who know Nick Beany, this is his last, um, latest masterpiece. Okay, so we're thinking of putting it up in the coffee shop later. Okay, do you know we'll put a little frame around it and stuff like that. He, I mean, I was going to do it myself, but he asked so insistently for the opportunity to do it. So um, anyway, so I've let him do that. We, we are community. God loves us individually, but he loves us as community as well. He loves us as church. And one of the things, as I've already said, is that baptism is also the start of the beginning of the journey as church family as well. And one of the marks of the early church described in the Bible was their community together. Their relationship, their friendship, their care for one another. Now in the Bible there are many illustrations for church. Um, There there is, like a human body is an illustration of the church. A temple, an army, a nation, a family. But a community that loves and serves one another is at the heart of the New Testament. And as Christians we're called to be connected to God but we're also a bit called to be connected to one another as well. Not, not just God, but horizontally to each other as well. Now, as I mentioned just now, one of the illustrations um, for church is a temple. And a temple is a building that is made up of loads and loads of, little, of stone blocks don't think they were multicoloured and I don't think they were plastic but they were made up of loads and loads of different stone blocks and it says this in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 in Jesus the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord and in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit In reality, we need each other and we are called to be committed and authentic with one another. Now, in a church of our size, obviously you can't be connected with everyone, but you should be connected to someone, some people. And just as the bricks are joined together in order to build a temple, one brick connecting with another... So we join ourselves to other people in friendship and support as we build the church, bringing the glory to God. And it doesn't really matter whether the church is 50, 500 or 5,000. At the end of the day, for each of us individually, we need to be connected in to someone or some people. It's really, really important. We need to be built in and we need to build ourselves in as well. So let me just use this as a brief illustration, um, and then we're going to uh, move on to the baptisms. So, look at these Duplo blocks. Can everyone see the little red block in the middle? Anyone? At the back, can you see a red block in the middle? Yeah? Excellent. Brilliant. John can see the red block. Can you see it surrounded by yellow blocks? Excellent. So the first thing you'll notice about this red block is it is connected into the wall. It's been built into the wall, but actually it's only connected to maybe the half a dozen blocks around it. It's not connected to all of the others. And as I mentioned before, we could be a church of 500, but actually we, we just need to be connected in somewhere. We need to be connected closely. You'll also notice that the blocks are different sizes. Notice that? So some of them are a bit bigger like this. Lots of connectors, lots of relationships. Others of us are a little bit more relationally challenged. And I must admit, I did wonder Chloe, Paul. Or, or another way I could put it men, no, no, women, men. We all have different capacities for relationship. Some of us can know a lot of people and have quite deep friendships with a lot. Others of us find it a lot harder. But actually, all need to be connected in somewhere. All of us. And, and it's not just something that someone else does to you. It's something you choose to step into yourself and for you guys being baptised it's so important that you play an active role in youth that you get stuck into midweek community group life that you play your part as well because it's in those situations that friendships build it's in those situations that authentic friendships can be built you'll also notice with this red block that it's supported by other blocks and it's supporting blocks itself and most friendships, best friendships work like that as well There are times when I need the support of others around me and there's times when I need to support other people. And even at my most struggling times, when I feel actually I really do need other people to help me, even then, I've still got something to offer. I've still got something to give away. And then lastly, just to say, you know, sometimes friendships move on. Sometimes in church life, things change around and move a bit. You know that we're, we're going to start a new church in Bexhill? And we're going we're to start a, a new church in central St. Lenz. You know what that's going to mean? It means that a lot of these blocks are all going to get mixed up. It means lots of friendships will get disconnected at some level or another. What we need to do is be looking to rebuild it again. And that, that might feel quite vulnerable, that might feel quite difficult. But it's an opportunity to rebuild fresh friendships, fresh relationships, make a difference, bring a blessing to other people. It says in Corinthians, "Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all honor together. all, all rejoice together. As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. God has designed us to be built together. We're told to clothe ourselves in humility, love, compassion, patience. As we do it, we are perfectly equipped to be built together. Sundays isn't the best way of getting built together. Midweek group life is. And I do want to encourage you that if you're not part of a group midweek, if you're not on a serving team, it's one of the best places for friendship to flourish is as you are plugged in in a small group, as well as on the Sunday mornings. It is such a privilege to be part of a local church. It is such a privilege to be family together. We are a called, we are a commissioned community. And we have been given such a privilege as this at this time. It is within the church, a called, commissioned community, that people experience the saving, healing power of Jesus Christ. It's through you that God is glorified and the gospel spreads. You have been called out by a loving father. You have been commissioned by Jesus, the one with all authority. And you are built into community, a diverse people who do life together. That is who we are called to be. Just as I finish by praying, Janair and the band, could I ask you to come back up? Why don't we stand? Lord, I want to thank you for each of the people being baptised this morning. I thank you that each of them has got their own story of how you called them. Lord, and although although they are choosing to get baptised today, actually it's built on a foundation of your sovereign calling beforehand. And I thank you so much for that. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that they have been given a fresh start with purpose in following you. And I thank you that they are not on their own, but they are part of a community. They're part of your family, the church. Lord, we thank you for them. And I pray as they are baptised in a few moments time that you will bless them. That you will pour your grace upon them. That they will know a fresh encounter with you, Holy Spirit even through what happens over the next 20 minutes. And I pray for the rest of us. Oh, Lord God, would you continue to work in our hearts? Would you reveal Jesus Christ to all of us afresh, that we would know you better, that our hearts would be warmed, that our minds would understand. Lord God, would you come and have your way? We pray that in your precious name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Excellent. If you have got children in tots, please could you go and collect them now so they can come and join us for the baptisms. If you've got children in the five to sevens age group, again, if you could go and collect them from there. If you've got children in the seven to elevens group, they will be brought back in to you so you can stay in your seat. So we're going to just sing a song and then Steve is going to introduce us to those who have been baptised today.
1: Amazing grace, eh? Let me, uh, you can please take your seats. Um, And I'm going to invite uh, the guys getting baptised to come up. Some of them are a little, well, probably I think they're all actually a little bit nervous. But um, if you guys could come up. Tony, David, Melanie, Jesse, Sungai, Angelina. It's a really brave decision to come up and uh, stand uh, before you guys to make their, their public declaration of faith. Um, let's start with uh, with Tony. Tony's getting baptised today. Why are you getting baptised today, Tony? Wow, what a lot of pair of eyes. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, I just want to build a new block and um, it's about me being outwardly open about declaring my love for the Lord Jesus Christ in the public display today. And um, just being more outwardly bound to um, thank, thank the Lord Jesus for all the skills that he's given me in my life and the opportunities and to take them forward for the rest of my life. Brilliant, eh? Brilliant, eh? And I- Tony made a commitment some time ago, years ago really, but uh, just today is just such an important day as he stands and uh, he's going to get baptised in front of all those pairs of eyes there. This is Melanie been great, you know, getting to know Melanie as uh, she and and Steve have been coming along with us and they've been quite a a journey with us but uh, it's just so great to see her faith and we're just sort of looking through the statements you have to say when you get in the baptism pool, you know, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Lord of my life and I said to Melanie I said can you say those Melanie and really believe him she said absolutely I can and uh, so I said how well you know it's going to be our delight to baptize you and uh, just as as Melanie gets baptized I really think that uh, you know it's going to be a time of empowering for her the Holy Spirit just coming on her and strengthening her in every situation of life so Melanie we're going to really look forward to baptizing you in a minute angelina and jesse i think joe's gonna come where's joe joe are you around there oh angelina there you are joe
2: (laughs) okay so i'm have the amazing privilege of being the youth leader here and it's so great to have you girls being baptized this morning and they just wanted me to share a little bit about both their stories so both angelina and jesse have been coming along to our youth for quite a while now and every summer we go to a big camp called new day who's been to new day Yeah, and these guys came along to New Day for the first time, and you had a good time, did you? Yeah, it was good. And both of them just felt to respond and ask Jesus into their heart for the first time at New Day, which was absolutely brilliant. So yeah, let's celebrate that. That's so good, isn't it? And I know now separately, they've both just come up to us, approached us as youth leaders and said, I really want to get baptized. So just a couple of questions for each of you. Angelina, why are you getting baptized today? Because I want to follow Jesus brilliant that's so good well done and jesse what does jesus mean for you everything good.
1: how brilliant brilliant and uh, and next in the line is sungai sungai's from uh, zimbabwe originally <laughs> here for a couple of years you want to tell us a little bit about your story sungai
3: I was born and raised a Christian in Zimbabwe, a Catholic actually, but going to church every Sunday was more like making an appearance, and um, when I came here, I noticed that everyone was really happy, and everyone seemed so fulfilled, and I felt that God said to me, Natsungu, you should have some of that, you know, and um, when my mother passed on, I felt that Jesus was the only one I could really lean on. He was the only one who could comfort me in a way that no other person could, so Today felt like it was the perfect day to finally make a public declaration that I decided to follow him.
1: Brilliant, uh, brilliant. And and David, I know you've been on on quite a journey, haven't you? Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Hello, everybody. Um, Yes, I have seen an
0: angel who is a God, who is a Jesus. I see an angel in Eastbourne. I was on my back balcony, and it flew past about 2 o'clock in the morning. And look, after that, I kept looking out for it, and I didn't see it again. And I got on a bus one day, and there was a religious bloke on there. And he, he asked if I wanted a Bible, and I said, no, I've got enough Bibles. So he used to give me his pamphlet to read. And when I read the pamphlet, it had biblical uh, beans
1: and... I open one page up and see angels, exactly the same as the angel that I saw. There is a God. There is angels. This is Jesus Christ. I believe truly. And you, I, I say to God, to God bless you all here. Thank you. And God appears to different people in different ways, but it's great, isn't it, that from that story, you know, David's built his own relationship with Jesus, and uh, week by week, as he's been coming along, sitting in the front row most of the time, and just pressing in, and uh, I know, taking hold of God on on a daily basis to help him through every aspect of life. So David, it's great to to baptize you. Now, we're going to move to the baptism pool. If you're friends with any of these guys, we're going to start with Tony. I know some of his family's here. Come and you know barge your way to the front today this is not a day to be english and to hold back but when your friends are getting baptized when your families are getting baptized come and really crowd around the guys we will show it on the screen as well but if your family if your friends with these guys come up nice and close Tony face me Tony. Okay, Tony, it's uh, great. The water's warm, isn't it? It's lovely. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to ask you to uh, say one or two statements after me. I believe that Jesus is the son of God.
0: I believe that
1: Jesus is the son of God. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Yes. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Amen. Yeah. And Tony, it gives me great pleasure on your confession of confession of Christ that you uh, baptise you in the name of Jesus. I'm So sorry. <laughs> Um, i five, saw five. start again if you don't mind. Yeah. Tony, great, it gives me great pleasure to, uh, on your confession of uh, believing in Jesus Christ, to baptize you in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good push, guys. Right under. Yes. Well done. Well done. right David David you're up next David, such an exciting day for you. I pray that really God meets you even as you go through the Waterman's baptism and uh, that he strengthens you, heals you and just uh, comes to make himself very real to you today. And uh, just going to ask you to say one or two statements of, after me. You okay for that? Yeah. Well done. Okay, so I believe that Jesus is the Son of
0: God. I believe that Jesus is the Son of
3: God.
1: I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Sorry. <laughs> uh David, on confession of faith, it gives me great pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Man, right under (laughs) it. Oh, well done, well done. Bless you, David. Right. Rochelle and Steve, if you'd like to come in, we're going to baptise Melanie next. Melanie, you're here in front of all these people. Well done. Just going to pray that, uh, yeah, God just comes and really strengthens you and just confirms your faith, his spirit spirit witnessing to our spirit. We're daughters of his, glorious. I'm going to ask you to say one or two statements after me. You ready for that? I believe that Jesus is the son of
3: God. I believe that Jesus is the son of God.
1: I believe that Jesus died for my
3: sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins.
1: I believe that Jesus rose from the
3: dead. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life.
1: Melanie, on confession of your faith, it gives me really great, great pleasure, after many years, to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, take a firm grip, guys, and a good push. Good, good, good. Great. Nice job, nice job. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, man. Okay, Jesse, your turn. Jesse, just, just come forward. You right? yeah. Great. Jesse, you're really up for this, aren't you? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to ask you to say one or st- two statements after me, okay? I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus
2: is the Son of God.
1: I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life.
2: Jess, on confession of your faith, it gives us huge pleasure to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So ladies, just behind okay. and a good push down. Then, okay. Right? Yes! Yeah!
1: So we're going to be baptizing Sungai next. So Joe and Laurie are going to come in the pool with her. Sungai, this is such a real pleasure to baptize you today. So, Tsungai, I'm just going to ask you to say one or two statements after me. I believe that Jesus is the Son of
3: God. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. I believe that Jesus died
1: for my sins. I believe
3: that Jesus died for my sins.
1: I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead.
3: Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life.
0: Tsungai, on confession of your faith, we are so pleased to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son. And the Holy Spirit.
1: Take a good grip, ladies, and give her a good push down. Yes! (laughs) Praise God. Okay, Angelina, someone help her, just make sure she doesn't sit Hey, are you doing all right? (laughs) Angelina, I think you're so ready for this, so I'm going to just ask you to say one or two statements after me, okay? I believe that Jesus is the
2: Son of God. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God.
1: Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus died for my sins. I believe that Jesus <laughs> rose from the dead. I believe that Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus is the Lord of my life.
2: Angelina, on the confession of your faith, it is an incredible privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy
1: Spirit. Right, so give a good grip, good push. Yes! <laughs> So if you'd like to make your way back to your seats, will uh, lead us in a, a final song. Would you like to stand and uh, as we sing together to finish? father god we thank you for your presence with us today thank you for each of these guys who's got baptized today thank you for the opportunity to witness their public declaration of their faith and lord we just pray now won't you come upon each one by your holy spirit lord we pray just for your strength to be with them your power to be upon them for all of the the life that they've chosen to live and will be going forward into lord bless them we pray And bless us now, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, If you're a visitor, you're particularly welcome. We have tea and coffee, um, biscuits, and uh, please uh, hang around, um, talk to each other. And if you've got any questions on today, please uh, come up and talk to me. I'll be happy to. Just one message for the owner of BMW X3, which is GF64NDL. If that's your car, uh, if you go to the information desk, uh, we, we just need to talk to you about that. Thank you.